For this episode of the Printmakers Podcast, I interviewed Elizabeth Foley, artist and printmaker. She was one of the founding members of the Bluegrass Printmakers, and she also was president of the cooperative from 2005 to 2014. We talk about her work, her process, and catch up with her. Hope you enjoy the episode, and make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for support, and let's get into the show. All right, so I'm going to just go ahead and get started. Uh, so thanks for doing this interview, Liz. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, I'm excited. This is great. Yeah, um, I just thought about doing podcasts as everything's moving towards audio with like Google Home and um, Alexa and everything's moving towards it. So I was like, we might as well get the be the first Printmakers podcast on all those yeah. platforms, but um, so I guess I'll just jump right into it. Um, Perfect. How did you get involved with printmaking, and how's how did you get involved with printmaking, and uh, how did yeah. it how did you how did it evolve till now? I guess so that's a big question, but got it. <laughs> well, it's been a, a long evolution. I feel like I've been doing it forever, which is a good thing. Hmm. Um, when I was in high school, I took a summer, I did a pre-college program at Rhode Island School of Design, and they simulated what art school would be like. And uh, one class we were required to take was a printmaking class, and they oh, wow. put me in an, an etching class, which was perfect for me. Um, they had silkscreen, and, and I'm, they had something else. I don't think they had litho. Oh, they had release. But anyway, so I had to take this required class and I learned how to etch and do dry points and um, while I was really interested in graphic design I, I realized I, I loved being in that studio and I liked the idea of the multiples right, right. and the fact that it wasn't just a one-off you know that I could do other things with it so so that started when I was like 17 and I went to college and majored in design and took all of these printmaking classes and I, it was kind of like my, um, well, it was an elective class, but it felt like such a break from my major right? and it felt really freeing. So I did that through college and then um, kept up with it and decided to go to grad school and I got the MFA in printmaking for me to just kind of totally explore how to make art. It just my mind works well with the layers, right? You know, I went, or, or the transfer of of um, the imagery. It really, and I like the idea that it's. Um, I, I make a mark, and I'm not ruined the world. You know, right? Yeah, because like, oh, we'll make another mark. <laughs> yeah, there's not that because the painting is so delicate. I feel like and. Right. There's always this fear of messing it up, but with printmaking, yep. you can add or take away as much as you'd like. I mean, with relief, it's totally different, but for the most right, part, right. yeah, I mean, it's, you're free well, to do what you want. Well, I'm amazed at people who who print in one color because I can't, I, I don't resolve in one layer. Right, right. And I know that in one in, in printing black or printing one color, you're using a lot of values and different ways of carving and or etches or you know whatever. 
But for me, it's, I put a layer down and then go, oh, okay, well, um, let's see what I can do to cover that up. Right. Or, <laughs> you know, or, okay, that, that shifted the idea a different way. Where can I take it with the next layer? And so that's why the images have gone from, I started out loving litho. I did litho, stone lithography in Oh, college. wow, wow, wow. And that's where I started out going, okay, this is it. And then what happened was the process was so slow um, that it was really hard for me to generate, to, to like iterate and get through the ideas. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I guess to go with your evolution uh, question, I've kind of evolved to working with multiple, multiple plates, collagraph plates and uh, relief plates. I do woodcuts. And I kind of have a library of both. And I, I carve and create the plates and then um, print a couple of layers and see where the image is going. I have an idea of what I want because I've already made all the plates. Right. But then I start to rearrange them um, and work with different colors and transparencies trying to figure out where to go. And, um, hmm. you know, it, it relies on the process so much, whereas when you're doing a one color, I feel like you need to know where you're ending, you know, your end point is. Yes, and I yeah. just, my brain does not work that way. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, because <laughs> I, um, I started with litho too, but then I went to silt screen, and then yeah. I ended up on lino cut, and I've done a little bit here and there with uh, layering, but mainly I've yeah. concentrated on one color, and so um, I want to actually branch out into more reduction stuff. But that's that's very interesting to hear the from litho to kind of like more relief and layering. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess for everyone out there. Um, they're very familiar with your work. Can you describe visually, uh, well, can you describe what your kind of, I guess, design theory, your artist statement, um, your color sure. choices? my elevator pitch. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I um, uh, work abstractly, and mm -hmm. um, I, I think of them as abstract colorful prints, and the... The fact that it's made as a print is not is just a means to an end. Right. And all of the images are one of a kind. Okay. So I've actually the idea that I loved about printmaking at the beginning, which was the multiple, is actually not what I'm going for now. I'm going for seeing how far I can push the the forms that I'm using. And I've been my work is really, you know, it's it's about composition and it's about form and shape, um, and I've been focusing on the circle for, oh my gosh, seven years now, oh, and I know that sounds, it sounds bizarre to say, oh, a circle, because it's such a simple shape, but it has so much symbolism behind it that right. you know, every time I, I think, oh, I should probably move on, <laughs> <laughs> something else comes up, you know? I mean, I was, um, I travel a lot, and just recently, you know, the, the manhole covers on the, the grate, um, it was a grid, but then the actual cover was a circle, and they had not placed 
the circle to line it up in the grid. So the inside of this circle was tilted differently. And I'm like, you know, here I am. I was in Jamaica, and I'm photographing the manhole covers. <laughs> and then, you know, you see the sun, and you see the shells, and you see the reflections on the water. And and then I start thinking about balance. And, you know, I think it's such a universal struggle right now. I mean, I've, everybody's always struggled with balance, but for yeah. some reason it's become such a, a, a talking point. And, you know, I was listening to a piece the other day, I think it was on On Being, and the person was like, instead of thinking about balance, why don't you think about accepting the imbalance? And it's like, man, there's more I want to do with the circle now. Yeah, (laughs) maybe you could add more, just different size circles and different different perspectives, different layers of circles. I mean, there's so much, Mm -hmm. there's so much you could do with it. Um, Yeah. I was, yeah, so... Yeah, that's very interesting. The imbalance. I hope that gives enough of a, a description of the work. You know, it's um, sometimes it looks like a landscape, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the circle alludes to something um, such as a sun or a flower. But um, I'm actually trying to use the circle to to create action. Yes. In the in the the four in the composition, and also. Um, you know, everybody can relate to a circle in some capacity. And hopefully, while it's abstract, they're seeing um, a story of their own. Right. And I don't mean to push off my artist statement on someone else, you know, figure out what it is. That's not what it's about. It's, it's really the common core of what I want to go for is I want beauty. Right. And right. I want everybody to have beauty in their lives in whatever in whatever way you think of it but I want you know when you when you look at one of my pieces what I want is someone to just have a moment a breath or like a chance to just catch up with themselves and and think about the colors they see or the shapes they see and not the to-do list and oh <laughs> yeah okay yeah have you right. know so I mean I, I don't mean to tell people what they should see in the work, but I also think, you know, I want to make, I make abstract, colorful pieces of art that hopefully bring beauty into the world. That's amazing. And oh, that's, wait, that was a long way around. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's what you've been doing for a long time, and... um I believe your work is very well known here in Central Kentucky, and also as well, you uh, were one of the founding members of uh, that people outside of, like I guess Central Kentucky art scene. Yeah. Um, they don't know about kind of like uh, you're one of the founding members of the Blue Ash Printmakers Cooperative, and you ran it for yeah. about ten years. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of? the origins of it and yeah, I just kind of go into a little oh, bit sure. of that. Um, yeah. Well, I had moved to, um, I had lived in Cincinnati for five years prior to Lexington and I helped, I was part of the Tiger Lily Press and I became one of the um, directors and I was really in charge of uh, studio and maintaining monitoring hours and 
forming classes. And then when I moved to Lexington, there was no place to print. There was no, um, and you know, if you're a printmaker, you need, you need that. Um, And so I was, I went over to University of Kentucky and I met Ross Circle, who is a printmaking professor there and said, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a place to print. Can you help me out? And he was so wonderful. He let me Hmm. come in to UK and print when students weren't there. So that was like Saturday and Sunday mornings. Oh, wow. And, um, and in exchange, I would do a visiting artist thing in his class and demo collagraphs. And, and he, from the moment I met him said, I really want to start uh, a print group in town. He said, you know, drawing people who do drawing and painting can always find their tribe. Right, exactly. And, you know, there are drawing groups and there are, you know, painting studios, but there's nothing for printmakers and there was not a community for printmakers. And he really wanted that. So a press was donated um, to oh, uh, the Art League and through the Lex Arts, which at that time was the Lexington Arts and Cultural Council. Oh, wow, yeah, um, that's back in the day. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy how long ago it was. <laughs> but he, he pulled these people together, and, and he created this group. And, and what was really fun is that we got the room together. We all moved the press in together, Rob Ronk and Helene Steen and Alex Brooks and Christina Ijelma. I mean, there's this whole group of people who are still around in the, the community and you know they needed it to be run so i think what happened was that everybody else took a step back and i didn't and so i became director right <laughs> right right but um but you know i wanted a print studio so badly and i really wanted a community and um so for me it was perfect it was a place to print and it was a place to to meet other artists and i i can't say enough how much I was able to become a part of the Lexington art community because of my involvement in the co-op. And, you know, what happened was, you know, I don't think anybody should run something for 10 years. I think you need it to stay fresher, and I think you need the new energy. But but it just started taking up so much time that, um, and not in a bad way, it was just that I decided I wanted to spend more time making art versus managing a studio right. and um so but the the co-op i mean it's just i'm so i don't want to use the word proud because i don't think it you know that's not a community thing but i'm really proud of being involved in it mm-hmm. and i'm really so thrilled that it's continued you know and that it's getting a new life and it's getting a new logo yeah right, right. <laughs> you know all these things yeah. that are just you know, I was so tied to, to Ross's original vision mm-hmm. that, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta go, okay, this is what it's changing to and this is where it's going to. You know, the, the, just to, on an aside, that logo was, it's, it's blades of grass and it says bluegrass printmakers underneath it. Um, that was a sketch on brown paper with a Sharpie. Yeah, and, I, like we, we were thinking of names, and huh. and I was like, "Well, you could do something like this." And Ross went, "That's it. That's what I want." Oh wow! And, you know, I'm doing what Ross wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because he was, you know, and uh, 
Oh, I still think of him all the time. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to go on. I know this is, uh, but if people get a chance to look up Ross Circle's work, and if you talk to anybody who's met him or worked with him, he was such a giving person, and I, mm-hmm. I really um, recently have been thinking a lot about him and how generous. Um, yeah, for me, like, that's why I wanted to keep the co-op going because I still remember Ross looking me in the eye and was like, hey, you have a place to print. I know you're going to graduate next semester, but you got a place to print, so don't worry about it. And so that was kind Good. of, yeah, that's just one well, to I think, carry the torch. Um, yeah. Well, in seeing how your work has changed and and grown in the last, I, I want to say, two to three years has been phenomenal. And I feel like, I think when you're working with a group like that and you have that responsibility, I think it just ups your game Yeah. so much. You know, it's like, and it, it legitimizes you in some way, but not that you weren't before. <laughs> right, no, but like you know? it gives it's a, just, a, a brand your, a brand your work in a different way in people's yeah. minds. And um, right. learning my process has been interesting, teaching all different types of printmaking methods. Because right. I really don't have to focus on the advanced parts of it. I can just go into the basics, and that's what people yeah. want. Um, right. And so that's been interesting, learning more about my process and how I work through teaching others, which I don't think I would have gotten right. any other way. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's the cool thing about Ross. I think he would do it the exact same way if he was around. Um, he oh, would cool. probably, he would probably. I remember there were people in his draw, in my drawing class, or first semester drawing students, and he would tell them after they got done with the semester, like he'd have students come back and take the class again, and they'd be mm-hmm. like. They like Ross was like, oh, so where are you showing now? And they were like, what? And he was like, yeah, you're ready to show. Show some work. I mean, <laughs> and so that was, he was so encouraging for people to do that. And I think that's been neat to see that happen um, now. And so, right. It's very. And you pass that on to the, yeah. Yeah, I try to classes. try to carry that spirit on. Um, I'd like you. have been thinking about Ross a lot lately, and so I've just try to soak up everything I remember him telling me. Right. And, um, yeah. He told me a yeah. lot, uh, especially about Litho. I never had him, other than drawing, I never had him as a print professor. But he was around mm-hmm. the Reynolds building so much that um, it was almost like he was your professor. He was everybody's professor for a sculptor or oh, whatever. Oh, he was ever, I never, even, and, I didn't even go to University of Kentucky, <laughs> you know, I mean. Right. <laughs> You know, I consider Ross as such a mentor, and I didn't know him for that long, you know, but he was always so, um, he didn't judge. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, and I really, I remember having one conversation with him, because I was like, when did I move there? I was like 31, 32 when I moved to Lexington, and I was standing there, and I was talking to him, I'm like, Ross, you're in the studio all the time, you're working constantly and your work is happening and you're just getting so much accomplished and he just looked at me and went yeah I'm working in the studio but you have a house and you have a dog yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it just made me go it made me go wow okay what you really have to do is yeah you make the art but what are your values where do you want to spend your time where do you who do you want to be hanging out with who do you you know 
and it's all part and parcel of of creating the art. Right. You know, I'm you know after twenty years I stopped teaching, and now I'm I'm working. I'm doing art full time, which is just I feel is so incredibly decadent to say. Um, and I'm figuring out what that means because right. being a full time artist. Well, I'm certainly not making art all the time. I can tell you that. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm the... I'm learning marketing. I'm learning branding. I'm going to coffee with people. And, and then I realized I'm going to be teaching some classes. And um, I'm part of this group called Hadley Creatives here in Louisville. And I'm, and I'm realizing that, oh, being a full-time artist is, is more about... Um, my consumption, like, I don't want to say consumption of art, but like the, everything I do touches art in some capacity. Right. Not that it didn't, well, I was teaching, but I had grading and I had other things that I was real, you know, so concerned about my students and, and, but what I'm realizing now is that I can be a full-time artist and be teaching and be, part of this group and be reading a book about art and be watching a movie about art and you know I mean it just is such a different way to think about it but it goes back to what I felt that conversation was well I don't know 13 years ago that I had with y'all wow you know like oh yeah this is you got to make your life what you want it to be and you know for some reason printmaking is 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 helping me create that you know? Wow. And yeah, it's, I don't it's know. wild. That sounded how... really big and deep. No, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it is. And, you know, it's interesting that it comes full circle that you can still, yeah, you can still draw on uh, something that you experienced, um, you know, 13 years ago and still use it today. Oh, yeah. And the, your growth as an artist. Um, I know you said you had a meeting. And so. Yes. I better let Are you... we doing okay, or do we want to continue some other time, or... Yeah, um... We've used up our time. You tell me what works. Because I was going to just say, uh, we're just going to... I think we have enough for, like... I was going to keep them between 15, 20, 25 minutes. That's what I thought you said. Because okay. um, I think most of the best podcasts really... Unless you're, like, a huge yeah. name, people yeah. aren't going to really download for about an hour and since this is kind of yeah, like yeah. no you're absolutely right yeah i think you tell me what you need Stephen, and then once you have it uploaded just let me know and i will kind of i'm going to promote it tonight at the hat my happy creative meeting and say hey we've got this podcast going and okay um, yeah because promote it too and i was gonna i was doing it like a lot of people have advised um well you just kind of so, Elizabeth, where, where can people find out more about your work? Any links, any projects, shows coming up? Uh, maybe just give them the rundown of websites or social media where they can find oh, cool. you. Cool, 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 yeah. So, um, I, my business is called Fully Prince Studio, and um, it's, um, sorry, now, now you need to edit. Here we That's go. That's right. My, um, Studio is Foley Prince Studio, and so I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Foley Prince, and um, I also have a website, which is foleyprince.com. I'm trying to think, yeah. And so I try to keep a a list of all my shows going there. Um, I'm doing Kentucky Crafted at the beginning of March, the market, and I've got some shows coming up that I'm 
yeah, New Year, and I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I need a whole new slew of um, exhibits and things going on. <laughs> right, right, of course. Right on. Yeah. Well, awesome. So, we'll see. Yeah, so that sounds like you got a lot going on. Uh, thanks for uh, talking with me, and um, thanks for Absolutely. being a part of this podcast, and we'll we'll blow it up and get it out there. <laughs> that sounds great. Thanks for the opportunity. I really, it's really exciting how you're doing this, and I think you will you will hear from a great number of printmakers and other artists too who are really interested in hearing what's going on so thanks steven you're welcome yeah this will be fun awesome. I, I, I really enjoy it <laughs> good yeah 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 well it goes to your rfl days <laughs> yeah back in the day but you're still doing that so. <laughs> yeah it's just it's just trading one skill for another you know using it how you can yeah definitely <laughs> definitely well steven if you need anything else let me know and like i said if if, if it's all set to go just uh give me all the links and i'll make sure that i send it out Perfect. Thank you so when you much. you do it, I know I'm. I know I'm down the list, so no pressure. No worries. Yeah. But, uh, Thanks again for doing awesome. it. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Thanks, Stephen. And right. happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. For tuning in to the Printmakers Podcast, we appreciate all the support. You can also find out more information about our group online at bgprintmakers.org or on social media at bgprintmakers. Also, make sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next episode.